Hello and welcome to the PC Movie Club. This is uh, me, Aaron, and I'm here with my mother, Lisa. Hello. And on this episode, we are going to talk about two movies that are connected very much to each other. And the other one is a Chinese, and the other one is a re American remake of this Chinese movie. Uh, the original being uh, 2002 mystery crime film from Andrew Law and Alan Mack called Infernal Affairs. And then the, there is the American version that came out 2006 that was directed by the master filmmaker Martin Sorcese and it was called The Departed. And I think a lot of people know The Departed, of course, in, the, in America and in Europe uh, when it came out. Uh, at, for sure, it was for me the first that I saw and also because it has... Uh, spectacular cast of Jack Nicholson, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, and Mark Wahlberg, and uh, Martin Sheen, and everybody, and it was pretty amazing movie, in my opinion, when it came out. Um, but on the on this podcast, on this episode, we wanted to kind of talk about also the original movie that came out to kind of give a sh light to that, because. It was very interesting to go kind of go back to the or original source material of this particular story, and which was the uh, Infernal Affairs, uh, which is a very interesting name, Infernal Affairs. It's like Inferno is like Inferno or something, isn't it? Inferno. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like you are in the hell. Yeah, it's like hellish affairs. <laughs> yeah, it is hellish affairs, really. Yeah, do, do you think, which one of these names do you think fits better to this? Because they are both the exact same story. The other one is Departed, and the other one is Infernal Affairs. But which one do you think is a better name? Well, I think they both describe it perfectly, this idea in the film, but I think, of course, this uh, the departed is uh, just on the spot. No, the I name have... because yeah, I didn't understand of it. Of course, nothing in the beginning when I then when I watched it, but now later when I got into it, really, it really hit me. Like, <laughs> of course, it's the departed, yeah. but yeah, 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 the name, <laughs> but the films, of course, both are good. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think, like, yeah, if we if we now go right into it, like right into these movies, uh, and kind of if we compare them, um, I feel like, um, like, like now, now how you said that the Departed was kind of a spot-on kind of name. I feel like, in a lot of ways, the American version does that. Is that they, they, they have like a, already like an existing movie that tried out, you know, this story and everything, and they they made their version of it, like, okay, this is how we visualize this story, this is how we dramatize it. And then when the Americans took it, like, um, four years later, they had kind of or an existing material to kind of work with, you know, like they see, okay, this is what works, this is what doesn't, and everything, and then they can kind of, you know, escalate from that, you know, they can kind of empathize certain aspects and they can kind of tweak it you know they can they can kind of uh, work on it more and more so uh, 
in that sense, I feel like the American version in like remakes in general. I feel like in in these kind of cases, like they, it's it's a little bit uh, hard to compare them, you know, in in which one is better or worse or anything like that. But um, just because the 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 Departed has like, um, you know, how do you, how do you say that? Hey, heads heads up, you know they. The the Infernal Affairs didn't have anything to work on. They have to come up with a totally original new story, and so we cannot blame them of having the uh, didn't come up with a spot on name. You know, you cannot blame really any of these things. No, and they original. don't have. But these these Asians, these Chinese mm-hmm. who made the Hong Kong, I think it was. They don't have a Scorsese. Yeah, exactly. Our brains and they don't. <laughs> Scorsese is the one who has done all that. Yeah. Uh, he, he made it completely his own kind of movie, which is, we, that's why we can't compare them. He just took the idea and he molded from it his own, own kind of movie. He made, he made it, it, it's not a um, copy. Yeah. It's a completely original thing, except mm-hmm. That he get, takes ideas, but he always takes ideas. He's taken ideas from the beginning of the film history. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not about being original in that sense. Yeah, and it, but, I don't yeah. think it diminishes this infernal affairs at all. No, 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 no. In any way, like you, you, you now you have two amazing movies. Yeah, now you have exactly. <laughs> that's it. And 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 it's very interesting to also see the difference in terms of cultural perspective. Yeah. Like um, when you when you because I knew the Departed and it's a very American movie. Martin Sources can make a very American movie. He can. He it. has to because he's born there. He yeah, makes and, and his own his, surrounding movies. Yeah, and that's his style. That's his you know mm. oeuvre. You know, yeah. uh, throughout his career is is very specific American street language and that mm. uh, has in all of his movies kind of except. Kundun and movies like that, <laughs> but um, uh, the but then the then the Infernal Affairs is a, when you when you look at it, it's a very it's 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 amazing to see the same exact story because it's actually really really like a mirror story, like all the same details and everything is in place. Like I was really surprised how how they. They kept everything in the remake, like they just followed the basic things. But then the setting and all the characters and all the cultural background and the environment just changes to China and and America, you know. So it's very interesting to see how this same story and same same plot can just kind of transfer through through to different culture. Yeah, and it's very interesting then to look at how Chinese. Uh, audience and how Chinese filmmaking uh, thinks, you know, just like in this in this movie, I think we have a very great example of kind of a sneak peek into the Chinese uh, market, the, the Chinese you know uh, film industry, and, oh, and, and how 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 also the cultural um, mentality shows through that. Because so for example, uh, the thing that I noticed when I when I was watching it is that. Um, in the, the, the Martin Sorces is of course known to be very kind of 
uh, rough and kind of you know he can be violent and he can be he can he can he can show you like shocking visuals and you know they can be kind of rough street movies he, you know? he shows the real life yeah it's very that's real, his specialty yeah. and his original he, he doesn't shy away you know no. from from those kind mm. of things and and like like how we for example saw in wolf of wall street that he can be very you know straightforward and you know mm. like it doesn't shy away that in a way that other uh, might and um but then and then when you see the chinese one it's like it's actually really funny how censored kind of every all of these aspects are like there's hardly very few violence scenes or mm. action scenes in it like there's thriller and action but there's very few like violence or yeah, very sure, very actually. specific moments where they are mm. shooting guns or blood is shown or something like that in, in in my opinion like martin sources can kind of use it more and kind of you know like all throughout and for example i think jack nicholson is also much more brutal in his role uh, than the um, the chinese version and then for example like very funny moment was um you know like in american movies when you have like uh, you know uh, a pet scene you know like a pet scene where the man and the woman are uh, making love on the bed and, you know, we see this romance and we can see this, you know, like, they're, yeah, they're getting it on on the bed. And um, it was really funny to see in the Chinese version where they uh, they are on the phone and then they're, like, flirting to each other, like, hey, let's go and check the new bed, you know, let's go and uh, test it out. And and then the and then it edit then it cuts straight away to the moment afterwards where the woman is writing on the on the computer because he's a writer and then the man says like, oh are you now still working after we have tested the bed? They like ah. they like say it out loud. <laughs> that it's like a play, you know, it's like a theater play where you have to narrate what mm. actually happened because you didn't show it. There, there was yeah, like it's a no. Different... Yeah, and, and I, I, it was very interesting for me to see that it was so specific and so that in America it's it's they're used to singing and you can like show it, but then that in China it was more, a little bit more uh, distant these kind of things. Mm. Yeah. So these were kind of interesting. Um, I want to ask from you that which one did you see first? How how did you came to? Uh, because I know that you wanted to talk about these movies. But how did you like came to know these movies? How how why why you got interested in it? Ah, I I think I remember something like that. I saw The Departed because it was a lot talked then when it appeared, and I didn't uh, get it. I didn't understand it <laughs> then, and I didn't uh, so much. I I just passed it. You mean it you didn't was... get the plot or like oh what's happening? What's who is this? Who is that? And yeah, I didn't really understand any of it <laughs> okay. that time. It was not for me. And uh, uh, of course, then I got curious why people talk about it. But I could, I had to wait mm. to to understand. And now, when we talked about all those um, South Korean movies, and and I saw yeah. a lot of uh, violent things. <laughs> And horror <laughs> things and everything, and then somehow in 
in this was uh, suggested to me also this one but mm. but um that this is quite different from the south korean movies it's, uh, quite uh, we we moved to hong kong now from south korea yeah it's very different yeah yeah so i saw it and it reminded of me i i really love um, this um Jean Pierre Melville movies, the French ones, yeah. the criminal, uh, and the, you know the Sicilian clown by Verneuil and uh, Rififi and mm. such ones, and then also Takeshi Kitano's his brother and so. Yeah, all I, these gangster movies. Gangster okay. movies, I really love them when they are made in a kind of stylish way and with mm. the music and the style. And this is one of those. For me, so you, so, so you, so you kind of came came to know it like through when you were looking at these gangster films. Yeah, and then... I came to to through that and also the Asian appeal to me with the way they do violence and to, the way they are dealing with these matters mm. in the cinema. So I I uh, took it and first of all before I took this Infernal Affairs to look. I read um, somebody had written critics uh, recommendations of it in the net. So yeah. he wrote that this is a fantastic. He wrote like this: this is a fantastic movie. After the first half hour, it starts to reveal to you and turns to be a fantastic movie. So I was really curious that what is this that after first hour, first half an hour, it turns to be fantastic. Yeah. So what does it mean? <laughs> and so I watched it, and that was the truth. In the first half hour, I didn't understand really much, but I w- went on because this, this somebody had told me that <laughs> okay. it turns to be fantastic, and and uh, then I start to understand because you have to understand what's going on in the mm. beginning. It's it's um, not much uh, happening there in the beginning. It's just yeah, explaining. It's the, the beginning is kind of there is there is the the, the establishing of the characters and it's yeah. extremely com- complicated. Complicated. Edited, edited and I, we were like we watched it with metal and we were totally like. Ah, you also. Like, yeah, it was very hard happens. to follow and like well, it was a very hard beginning, but. but uh, I'm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Continue. Yeah, so after this half an hour, really, it starts to be be understandable. I I think, like, if I if I may say that, I think it could be the the scene where the first heist comes. You know, the first not heist, but the first because it's it's a, it's the story the story revolves around basically a police department trying to get this gangster boss, this mob boss. Uh, you know, upper-handed, you know, like mm. straight in the act, you know. And I think in the in, in the kind of maybe around half an hour in the beginning, there is like the first the thriller, actually like thriller scene where they are like trying to get like we are really looking at from both angle, like the mob boss trying to get the uh, cocaine or was it heroin? A heroin uh, shipment, and then the police trying to get them, and it's like this chess play, you know, it's like this game. But I, and it was really amazing. I was totally sold at that moment. Yeah, ah, then it, yeah. So what 
I think that in the first half an hour they established the story, like who are who is who, and you don't really understand any of it because mm-hmm. suddenly you are into it that something like so complicated. Yeah. Uh, who is there and back and who is who and where. So, exactly. but but in this first half an hour they also establish that, uh, like to the audience that look here we have two heroes who are who are clearly the heroes and they are wonderful. They are both wonderful and they are adorable. They are handsome and wonderful and everything. They are to be admired. Mm. So that's what they establish afterwards. And the story. And then it starts to happen the things and and you, (laughs) you start to understand it. And only afterwards it hits you that wow, this was in something very, very good. Mm-hmm. And so you are attracted to even the gangster man, this Andy Lau, and yeah. you are attracted to the good guy, which is Tony Leung. Yeah. And this is, I, I think that this is one of the first times Tony Leung is in a, in a film or something. It's early... One of his first movies? Uh, no, I don't know if it's the first, but it's one of his early because he looks so unlike Tony Leung. <laughs> he has this, he has um, um, a bad haircut and he has a moustache. <laughs> no, but, but I, 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 I've seen him with moustache. It doesn't fit him. No, I think it fits of perfectly. Of it doesn't. No. No, I think no. I I think he he no, pulls it off No, he's such a such an, an attractive a man who is uh, is so <laughs> he's so sexy really. And yeah, he, yeah, but I think I think he, he really, has to be cut a face, you know, no. what do you call it? No but, beard, but, but, no but mustache. For me, Tony Long was always, you know, that guy can. Who, who I, I always looked up that I think he was one of the first persons in my life that I really felt like wow maybe mustache is a good idea because I saw <laughs> him with a mustache and he was totally blown away like wow if he's so handsome with a mustache he was <laughs> he, he was he was I, I think I saw him with a mustache in Ashes of Time in Mongarwai's the, the samurai movie and I think he was amazing in that but he has a bad haircut. Here. Yeah, the haircut is bad. I don't. I don't blame you. I. I, I totally agree with the haircut. Yeah, and he, so and anyway, it shines through his wonderful intelligence and his attraction. It it shines through all that bad haircut and all that. Yeah, he's he's horrible. amazing. He's amazing. He's this. amazing. You know. You know that because you know. So to, for the listeners to know, like for for you and me, we are. Huge fan of Tony Tony Long. Yes, like, I the think, top of all the actors. I think really? like like it it could be like maybe seventy eighty percent of Chinese movies that I've seen are actually with Tony Long. Uh, just coincidentally, like I I happen to just see all of his movies, you know that that he he plays in, and I I, I I've seen so many movies from him, and and especially with Wong Kar Wai movies, like he's phenomenal. And he really was like, like something that for you is Alan Delon, and Tony Long is for me, um, and maybe for you too. 
he's like those movie actors that we look up to and and you know it was very special to see this film with him but you know what i i had this weird feeling some most of the time in the movie that he kind of he he, he felt like in a different movie you know he but he I, goes I, through he succeeds yeah, but i cannot i cannot when he because the the act the character the character that he plays is an undercover cop playing a gangster yeah and he's so charismatic and he's, yeah. he when he smiles it's really like he's shines pleasant. the movie you know he, it's it's he, so amazing that i couldn't feel him as a gangster he i don't think he fits as Later in his career, he he really pulled off like because he's in this movie he's like a very lovable guy, but as a gangster he he should be more rougher, more you know rougher. And and then there is this uh, romance uh, story with the with the psychiatric, and which was completely out you know like uh, for me like. Uh, nonsense in the movie in the end like I didn't feel anything and and when when they are when they are having those romance movies it felt like a t- totally different movie like because Tony Long is suddenly in this romance movie rather than this crime mystery movie you know like like he's so charismatic that I, I for me it felt like distracting he, his characteristic is that he's very pleasant person he looks always yeah. as a pleasant person, even if he acts a crook or a terrible <laughs> yeah. person. He's a pleasant and in in charge of himself. He's yeah. always in charge of himself. He's that's it. But I don't think that Andy Lau here is less less uh, uh, charming. He he's really uh, he's handsome. Yeah. He looks like uh, the Finnish pop singer. Anti-Tuisku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Really. Yeah, very, yeah, very That's strange. That's true. But, I, we have to put a picture on that. On the, yeah. On the, on but the, Andy Lau looks intelligent <laughs> and very handsome. And also, he don't. he's not less. He's a right match for Tony Leung. Yeah, so, he, oh, um, maybe, you know what? Mm-hmm. Now I get. Maybe they had to diminish Tony Leung's beauty, shyness <laughs> with his haircut and everything uh, to make it him fit. Ah, uh, you think, okay. Andy Lau. Mm. <laughs> that's maybe true. Um, yeah, maybe that's why he had bad haircut. Mm. In general, I thought Andy Lau was very fitting in this movie. Yeah. He, they he, both... To, to me, Andy Lau uh, worked perfectly. He's, because he has to be charismatic because he's a cop, but underneath he has that gangster side and so he's very manipulative and kind of egoistic underneath and Mm. and you can he really pulls off that that wow he was really good actor yeah i i I really uh, agree no believe that he's a gangster he acts yeah i really believe that he's and they both are like bursting with energy so that makes it great also yeah. Yeah. So it's extremely exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because of them it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And also the end solution is very surprising. It's it's something worth yeah, to the see. Ending is really yeah, this was something worth to see this ending which we are not 
uh, revealing. Yeah, that's that's the bad thing about remakes usually is that when you see the other movie and you see the end, then you basically know the end already when you are no, looking but... at the other movie. But they, they, there is a slight difference in both yeah. movies. So that's what, what I would recommend all the listeners. Like, really, if you are really into like watching these movies and you know interested, watch them and and they. Which, whichever movie you see first, the other one will, you know, surprise you in sl- slight ways. We don't, mm. we don't give away the ending. We don't say anything. Mm. But it's very nice that I was kind of um, happy that there was slight difference. Oh, but Martin Scorsese is himself an original. He, he, nobody can and put strings on him. Really. <laughs> so no, I, but I wanted to say that first when I. I didn't know anything about infernal affairs, and I didn't even remember the departed. I, you had to tell me that it, there is such thing as departed, even if I had seen it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, after so I didn't know anything. Okay. But, but, but I read in this uh, infernal affairs um, uh, information that um, the cinematography here is done by Christopher Doyle, who is the the cinematographer of Wong Kar Wai. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, so, wow. So then I realized yeah. that, uh-huh, uh-huh, that, <laughs> that, that uh, what more we can learn from this, and then I remembered Andy Lau, Andy Lau, mm-hmm. and wow. Then I remembered that, wow, I have seen Andy Lau in Wong Kar Wai's movies. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm telling you now. Too. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you, please, that <laughs> that he has been acting in Days of Being Wild. Yeah. Yeah. There was no Tony Leung, but it was Andy Lau. Yeah. And Leslie Cheung there was, and and as tears go by. Mhm. Yeah, and then he was in Chunking Express. He was uh, cinematography to. Doing, he was doing the cinematography with Christopher Doyle, wow. Andy Lau. So Andy Lau is a musician and a producer, and wow. he's the most popular even over Tony Leung or anything in, in there in Asia. He's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the greatest of all. This Andrew Lau, his name is. Yeah, so, he was also indeed. He was also in the House of Flying Daggers and yes, like, yeah. Now I remember yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah I suddenly start to remember him. And he's been producing, he's been cinematographing, acting, he's been music. And here in this uh, this movie, there is uh, extra bonus, a wonderful bonus mm-hmm. in this Infernal Affairs. That in the end, Tony Leung and Andy Lau sing together a song. In in the what? Yeah. In the end of this movie, they together sing a song. Please, please listen to it. In the in the end credits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I... it's a famous song. <laughs> you didn't get it. Now go look at it again. That's so there are weird. wonderful uh, things oh in this God. movie. Yeah, that's I so weird. It. Like like look because they are kind of like in a way. Rivals in the movie, they are kind mm-hmm. of trying to smoke each other out from mm-hmm. it's a, uh, from the hole that they are hiding in a way, because mm-hmm. they are kind of mole on either side of of the of the plot. Yeah. Uh, the other one being like a gangster who is a cop, and the other one a cop who is a gangster, and they are like mm-hmm. giving information on the other side. It's like a spy. 
And then weird that in the end, after all this rivalry and this yeah. kind of you know mm. violence and all this, then in the end they are singing together. Together, yes. <laughs> that's so. Together. Is it and, that, that, yeah, that's so Chinese, isn't? Is it? Yeah, it's in filmed. Chinese. Yeah. So the, it, he he's a genius person, this Andy. <laughs> that's so weird. Also, as well as acting in it, with, with Alan Mackie directed it. And Wong Kar Wai was producing this film, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah. No way. They're all together there and they're making... That's why it's a, such a good movie, because a lot of talent is in it. A lot of the best talent. That's is. so weird. Well, yeah. yeah. And now I want to tell you another thing. Please, please. Yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> say, say, say whatever. No, I'm not interrupting. So, so in The Departed which is made four years after this, in 2006. So Martin Scorsese, he made it uh, his own. And in the end, in this film, we hear also a song. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a song. It, this film happens in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a song called I'm Shipping Up to Boston. And this is uh, written, this song is written by Woody Guthrie. Mm. You know who is Woody Guthrie? No idea. He's the idol, idol of Bob Dylan. He's the one who is the folk song legend in America. Who, he, from him, Bob Dylan start, got his genius. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was an old and forgotten man, this Woody Guthrie. But he had written a lot of uh, the basic, what is now basic. No, which wow. everybody admires. But then he was a, an old man, a sick man, a forgotten, and the only one who visited him was Bob Dylan because he loved him. When Bob Dylan was started his career, unknown, completely unknown, looking for himself. Yeah. You know, Bob Dylan was looking for himself, and he went to visit Woody Guthrie in this uh, before he died. Uh, he, he, I read it in his book, this Bob Dylan's biography. Wow. It's a very good book if you want to know about uh, things happening in America at that time, how it developed this uh, this uh, society. Yeah. So, wow. So, uh, Scorsese took this song, I'm shipping up to Boston, because it happens on the waterfront in Boston, in the, you know, the mafia area. Mm-hmm. Like, Somewhere there, I think. <laughs> the I mafia think. area, the mafia neighborhood. <laughs> the, where are the mafia? <laughs> you but mean the, the Italian? No. <laughs> the departed happens in Boston, which had actually had a mafia, bo- a mafia there. Maybe they are still, but I don't know. Then Probably. there was a mafia boss, James Whitey Bulger. Whitey. This James Whitey Bulger. And it's about him. This departed is about him, which is a wonder. It's strange thing. Yeah. Yeah. There was a very cruel and uh, uh, it's violent mafia boss who is dealing yeah. drugs and things in Boston. Yeah, really yeah. lived called James Whitey Burger. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's and, based on that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's based on that. And he had a brother called or has a brother. They both were really alive. Billy Burger who is a politician on the good side. Uh-huh. And it turned out in the end that this Whitey was an informer to the FBI. 
Yeah, yeah, his yeah. His wife is himself the boss. The boss of the mafia was himself. And in the meanwhile, he was so long time there in the maf- in the boss to being a boss. Mm. And he was he loved killing. That's what they said. Scorsese was telling these stories in the bonus feature, and. He he really enjoyed killing. He's one of those psychopaths, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jack Nicholson mm. acted this person perfectly. Yeah, he, and... He and likes to overact a little, no? Yeah. So he did that, and that's a person who deserves an overacting. Yeah, so, and also Johnny Depp played it now in the Black Mass. It just came out last year. They made a total, like a... From this whitey? Yeah, yeah, the whitey bulger. They made like a specifically a movie about him. Yeah, yeah. That was the black mass. I haven't seen it yet. But, but, yeah. Yeah, so in Boston, that's why he put it into Boston. And and amazing is the that the story is about the same as in Infernal Affairs, which is invented. It's an original story. But here it happened really in Boston. Yeah, so but it's but it's but it's non-fiction. It's not it's not true story. It's a true character, but the story didn't happen. Yeah, he made he took from the story. Yeah, he didn't put, take it one to one into the. He made some adjustments. No, Inferno. It's it's really the same plot as yeah. Infernal Affairs. It's minor changes, of course, environment. But then and then Jack Nicholson character, the white bulger, is a real. Real character, boss mob, mob boss, but they you it was kind of it's kind of genius how they in the American one they kind of because he's a he has connections with the police. They don't use really the inform the informing. He was stuff. the informer. He was in the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but not in the in, not in the in the real life. Yes, but not in the movie. In the movie, in the Departed, they uh, in the movie also they did it. No, I, I in the movie the Leonardo DiCaprio was infiltrating and then yeah, and, 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 and Matt Damon and yeah yeah so so that day that day that's totally non-fiction I like that never happened I I assume maybe there are stories like that but it's it's non-fiction story like yeah but he uh, adjusted it well, yeah 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 they just yeah sorry you don't believe what the Scorsese himself said this in bonus feature that this whitey bulger had, has a neighbor who was in FBI. No? That, I, they, I don't, I don't... A good I, character, like, you, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, and he himself started to be an informant. Yeah, I, I don't, I, don't I, I never said that I don't agree with you that he was an informer. Of course he was, we all And know. his neighbor was an FBI, he was a childhood friend. Of course, FBI of course. Guy. Yeah, of course, he was an informer. I'm just saying that the movie is not based on fact. Like, it's not... Like, I, no, I'm now I'm totally confused. No, it's not fiction. It's not non-fiction. It's t- totally fictional. I'm I'm going totally crazy here. <laughs> yeah, when you get into this, it's uh, really a comple- complex plot. Oh, okay. So, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so F- go on. I'm I'm sorry. Let's just forget about all this. So so yeah. So so there is the Whitey Bulger and the informer. And Whitey Bulger's brother, who is in politics, but a good guy. Yeah. And then 
in the end, after they had very cruelly killed a lot of people and done a lot of criminalities and violence, horrible, everybody knew it. They in- interviewed people there in Boston who knew, everybody knew this. Yeah. So then afterwards, the bad guys went to prison. Only Whitey Bulger disappeared. He still disappeared. They haven't, they nobody knows where he is. Whoa. That's what he said. So, anyway, Scorsese <laughs> took out of all this, it's a delicious thing for him. So he made it his own. He's, he always may, tells his own life in, uh, in New York where he was spending his childhood. In all his films, mostly. Uh-huh. In, very truly, he, he insists it to all to be very realistic. Yeah. yeah. As a sense of the environment. And that's why right. they are so good. Yeah, I but, yeah. but, but, but now yeah. I I wanted to only to tell you that also he used the song. He took it from the infernal affairs that that he took the song also a meaningful song into his film <laughs> by Woody Guthrie and it's um Somebody else singing it there, but about the um, Boston waterfront. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very interesting for me. But yeah. he's using, Scorsese is using a lot of um, things from old films, like his, what he looks up to. The, the, he talked about two films, The Scarface, and uh, the Little Caesar. And Little Caesar is from 1931, and Scarface is in 1932. Yeah, that's another remake uh, combination yeah, but of, of movies. That there, there was a Little Caesar gangster movie, and then later on, uh, was it De Palma made the Scarface remake? No, the Little Caesar is something else than Scarface, but they're both about such story about criminal world. There is a crazy, crazy boss like this uh, crazy boss here. Yeah, but Little Caesar was a remake. No. No, it's, I mean the Scarface was a remake. From Scarface was a remake, but I don't care about the remake. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm talking about the okay. original Howard Hawks. <laughs> okay. Which got uh, it's got rotten tomatoes hundred, hundred percent. Yes. Really good one. I've seen it. I remember it. I and I've seen Little Caesar too. And not relevant to this, but just for my interest. I uh, know. Sorry. The the original was the original was Scarface, and then yeah. the then the remake was Scarface. Yeah, that's right. Little Caesar didn't have a remake. Yeah, I'm, now I'm you mix it so you can cut this all out out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about this three minutes. Okay, I, I will just be quiet. You, you, you. Talk. I'm talking about what Scorsese look up to. He didn't look up to this Brian De Palma film. He looked up yeah, to okay. the original Scarface and Little Caesar from where he took these all the things straight. Into his own films, he took some things like how the bosses died, the way they are killing everybody and getting crazy. And yeah. then when they get crazy and kill somebody, there are exes in the background. 
Exis. Exis, ex. 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 <laughs> letter, letter X. Ah, the letter X, okay. In strange places, there's letter X every time they kill. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. strange. So, so Scorsese had fun with that and took it also into his, I think he used it in some other film, Mean Streets or something. Ah, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, and the music from uh, Lucia di Lammermoor, the opera, the tragic opera. When there's killing, they use that music, and there's a lot of details. Yeah. Yeah, this is packed with details. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, for me, you can you can cut all this mess out. <laughs> Come on. So, for me, uh, in my mind, this is was very confused in the beginning but yeah. now it's all clear yeah. and I especially love in the infernal affairs this this um, a clear cut uh, criminal showing it's the, the scenes are uh, they are um, they are beautifully pictured you know yeah, it's, it's very cin- cinematic it's like it, the Every shot and everything is so cinematic, and it's like it's very over dramatized. Mm, I love like it. all the angles and everything, and the staging. You know, like it's 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 epic, it's grandiose. You know, the big head of Andy Lau, and mm. yeah, and oh, the whole screen and all all these things. So like like in Jean Pierre Melville's films, you know. Yeah. Or, or the, uh, Takeshi Kitano has done also this kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that's the one I love. I just love them in, from that. And so for me, the Departed and the Infernal Fish are completely something different. They're two different films. Two different films from the way they are shown. Of so, course, com- of course. Completely different uh, atmosphere and I get into different feeling when I see it. You know, you know what was for me like one of the main, like, um, in, uh, like cinematography was very like, yeah, like we said, over um, dramatized and you know in a very Chinese way. I I feel like, um, like how you also see it in, in those old samurai movies and um, that that it's it's very. Vibrant and stuff like that, but also like I was really surprised how in the or- original, the Infernal Affairs, it was the soundtrack was very strange. Like it, there was like no coherent tone in the soundtrack. It it went from every different style to 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 the next. Like every, every scene was like over dramatized with the music. Oh. Like like there was like electronic beats, there was orchestrated thriller beats. Then it was suddenly romantic musical score and piano and everything, and it just goes on from one thing to another. It's like a, like this wave, uh, you know, roller coaster. roller coaster that just yeah. goes on, and and that also like kind of. Um, exaggerated the feel of that sometimes some things didn't feel in place like the romancing of the psychiatric and the Tony Lang was kind of it just felt like weirdly off-putting in in, in the overall tone of of the movie and things but but in in strange way it it kept its own 
tone. Like it, it, it was like its own style. Yeah, but of over dramatizing all these scenes and making it more very grandiose, you know, feel. And yeah. So here I want to say that for me it describes the way of this film itself. Like you don't know which way it will turn out. Will it turn good? Will it turn bad? Mm-hmm. You're completely until the final moment. You don't know, and. It makes a very exciting film. You really don't know if the good is going to win or the bad is going to win, what's going to happen. And so it all is combined in a very good way together. It's a complicated affair which turns complete. Like complete. Complete, you really feel good about it. Well, I, 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 for me, it... it um... And, and for metal too, and I feel like that uh, also the effect of it is that from uh, I, I suspect that the effect for the audience is also like a very it's a very shocking I think the movie in the, in, in mm. the end you know like the the conclusion is a very for me it's a very difficult it's it's uh, we cannot go yeah, into it that much, be, but it's yeah. I always I always walk out from the movie like ah oh, that was a hard story you know like whoa yeah you know like it's 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 not a feel good movie that's it know? also I want to say that the, this kind of movies where the uh, with the hard criminals really hard criminals it's a dilemma that do they res- deserve the screening and the high points. You know, when they're really so rough in mm. the, and Scorsese, of course, is on the idea that yes, of course, they deserve. <laughs> and yeah, they deserve, but they deserve it in, in the way that you have compassion involved. Yeah. And that's it. So I, I read about Scorsese something well, I have intuitively t- liked Scorsese always. He's my special director yeah. because of his morality. He His main point, what I think, is morality. Mm. It's, it's great. I admire him forever for that. And The Wolf of Wall Street, I don't understand why it got low points and didn't get Oscar because it's also, it shows you the morality. It shows you the lack through the lack of morality, mm-hmm. morality. and that's that Scorsese is so ingenious in doing. So I want to say something about what Scorsese himself said. Like, yeah, um, he had he, he had always uh, difficulties because he's a small man, a fragile man, a sickly person has been, mm-hmm. no, and he, a delicate kind of thing. So. That kind of a person has a, in that area where he lived, he had a, uh, he has a difficulties to become, will he ever be worth anything, no? On a higher level, like, will, will you ever be anything? So, where, well, he solved this problem, no? Like, he solved that problem by, by, uh, by making aesthetic these horrible things you have gone through 
which he shows the criminalities and things around you. It's mm. horrible things. So he shows it in the aesthetic, and it's kind of um, it's a, this aesthetic brings the recovery from those things for him and for us. Mm. So kind of relief from the horrors. And he had said himself that he, like in Main Streets, which is a, his first film in 1973, mm. a wonderful film, really, I, I got into it and I watched it. So he said he wanted to make a story of a modern saint. And this mm. was this Harvey Keitel there. And he's, he's a modern saint in, in his own society. And only this, his own society happened to be gangsters. Mm-hmm. So it's a saint inside the gangsters. This mm-hmm. Harvey Keitel there. It's a wonderful depiction of things. Yeah. Is, really. So it's no wonder that he was learning in a, in a movie. It's a university, New York University filming, film school. He, he's a, so he, he watched a lot of movies and he learned from, you remember this, um, this um, coffee cup, or the no the <laughs> coffee cup which you have you only see the coffee cup and you the bubbles in it. You mean that in the taxi driver? Yeah, in taxi driver. Yeah, it so, was it was a water and then he puts like a, a pill in it and it starts bubbling. Yeah, but yeah. you ha- he took it from, because he had learned all those and he was seeing a lot of films, so, but how wonderful that he took them to his own purposes, like, so, not so, just yeah. copying, so from Carol Reed used it first of all. Yeah, so, in, so it, it, in, it has been shown in previous movies and then yeah, he kind of... Yeah, in 46, 1946 already. That, yeah. And then Goddard. Yeah. And I think I remember that it was in the Hiroshima, uh, this, um, what is this Hiroshima film? It's Margaret Dura. Hiroshima Mon Amour. Yeah, I think it was there also. Mm. So a, it's in a lot of movies, but Scorsese used it also. And he's, he's doing such kind of things that he can show feelings in other ways. Mm. Like not showing you in a very difficult, painful moment, but turning the camera into such thing that you feel it yeah. and not show him. Like in the old times, you had had this. You know, you remember these um, films which are uh, what you call them when you have no voice, silent films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> silent. <laughs> so, so you have people who ha and they have these horrible eyes and things and they show <laughs> yeah. the emotions like extra extra extreme. Mm. So he's doing just opposite, like he's showing it in real, real. Mm. That you have no way of laughing at it, you you feel it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, but this is yeah, a Martin Sor- yeah. says really kind of uh, brought it all together in the Hugo movie. Where he oh, really yeah. like because it was all about oh. well yeah we cannot say it, yeah. but it, it, it's, it's so much about filmmaking itself that I think and I think he really enjoyed making that because of that aspect he can really kind of put a lot of that history in it you know layer yes. on it mm-hmm. so you can imagine that he took, he saw infernal affairs 
And then he took it and put all of his things into all this, what he learned from Melier and all this beginning of the films. Yeah, when when Martin Sources makes something like this and he you have to he he has to take on like uh, he has such an enormous knowledge and such an enormous talent and skill already with him that he can just you know he can make it so much his his own masterpiece you know like. yeah so i have to say that this this um the departed which uh, well first of all when i saw departed in the old, I didn't even understand why the name departed. But later I understood that the mm. departed means the dead. Like, yeah. they are the departed. And they are the important ones, really. So, he took this uh, Leonardo DiCaprio there. Yeah. And here, Leonardo DiCaprio makes an Oscar worth. Yeah, he's amazing. Oscar worth performance. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm happy that he got the Oscar from Revenant. <laughs> but because... It was the only film he hasn't succeeded ever, but he's really brilliant in the others. So yeah. never mind. So we, never we can mind. all we can all imagine that he got the Oscar actually for his whole career. Well, I you know, imagine not, it. Yeah, not for Revenant, but but yeah, I imagine. It, so I want to say I'm in the middle of saying that. Okay, sorry. That in this film, I was really following Leonardo DiCaprio in this Departed. Mm. Because he's so much afraid. The whole film, he's afraid. You can, you can feel it and you can feel for him that this person is really afraid and is forced into this position. Yeah. Wow. Till yeah. the end. Really. And, and how to solve this. Nobody should get in his life to, to spend his life like that. Nobody. Mm-hmm. He, you can really feel for him and, and his acting it is real. He's yeah. real, not like in Revenant. Yeah, he, yeah, he's real. Yeah, yeah, and compared I, to Tony my, Long in the Infernal Affairs, this is really like spot on yes. characterization of that. Yeah, this, this this character, like it's it's so like this is how you I imagine that character. Yeah, in, he has in, such an anger and such frustration, and he's trapped in his situation and. Ah, it's it's really perfect, and 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 I have to say, Matt Damon is also amazing in his own way. Yeah, well, Matt Damon is really—he has this talent of his uh, all his laughing. You know, his laughing is just very yeah. strange laugh he has, and his—I heard afterwards in the in the documentary of this departed that he's born in Boston. Ah. And also Mark Wahlberg. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so and uh, Matt Damon's father was a bus driver in Boston, so he knows those streets and those. He knew the, heard about these things. Okay. He has a family with the place. Anyway, so and by the way, I just now I saw that his this Matt Damon is going to be in the next. The uh, film The Great Wall. Yeah. Chinese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chinese film. Didn't we talk about it in, in the previous? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, or maybe outside of the podcast, but we. Mm. That, that's that's an interesting movie because it's actually like China trying to get into Hollywood mm. or produce like a Hollywood film, and then Matt Damon's in the middle of it, 
like supporting and giving his name and his image to to kind of make it happen to make a fusion of these these two uh, industries and mm-hmm. which is really funny because in this movie is the American one Chinese and whatnot. This Matt Damon in when he was young in this much younger in the departure. I think only ten years ago. Yeah, also Leonardo DiCaprio feels much younger than he now. How come they feel so young there and now they are kind of suddenly old? And they come a long it, way. Because this Matt Damon uh, in Mars, the Martian, Martian, he was in Mars. Yeah, that's a perfect film for that person. Really, this. Yeah, 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 but but Matt Damon like. Yeah, first of all, like uh, go back and watch uh, Talented Mr. Ripley or Goodwill Hunting, and then you will see a really young Matt Damon. Maybe you can find even younger, but it, you know, I was I go I was looking at uh, Talented Mr. Ripley, and it was like Matt Damon is so young, he's so skinny and so small, and you know, like so was- so boys, you know. But even then, even in Talented Mr. Ripley, he he pulled off perfectly the, the the subtlety of that those characters, and I feel like in like in Departed, it's a good example of his ability to to be kind of so innocent in his own sinisterism. You know, he's he's in in the back of his his he has that egoism, like just like in the original Chinese one, he he's egoistic and he's manipulative. But to outside, he can keep such an innocent face, and that's very deceitful, and it can be, it, it feels a very dangerous character. And he he does this uh, in some movies also, and he I think he pulls that off perfectly. He's a perfect actor for that 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 characterization, I think. But I differ with opinion about this Ripley because Alan Delon is uh, so much yeah but that's other world that's uh, a whole no I can't watch him Matt Damon anymore (laughs) I mean in that film but uh, Martian I I think he was wonderful and here my sympathies went to Leonard DiCaprio (laughs) he was so sad and afraid all the time so afraid yeah, yeah, true. But is anything the original one also, or you feel like it's more balanced? That yeah, but I can't both. imagine that Tony Leung would be afraid of anything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It doesn't have that same fear and same anger than Leonardo. Even though, you know, in the story he says, you know, that he's like ten years undercover, that and he feels really frustrated. But it doesn't feel out, you know, it's, no, it's kind of strange. It doesn't feel ring true, and the the hair doesn't cover that, <laughs> really. So the hair. I yeah. I think that this uh, Infernal Affairs, I it's just it's a wonderful film from the point of view the way it's uh, Melville type, no, the way it's mm-hmm. filmed, it's just in the story, it's that has its own other kind of uh, disturbance than. Uh, Scorsese. Uh, do you, do you? Um, by the way, do you? I, I just, uh, I happen to saw the the Rotten Tomatoes scores for both of these, and the Departed is ninety one percent, 
in Rotten Tomato and uh, in Infernal Affairs is 95%. Yeah, I, so I it has a it has a higher score although there was it's fewer reviewers. So it's like if there would be like as much like almost 300 reviews as <laughs> Departed has then maybe there would be more difference but yeah, that's interesting that they it's ranked yeah. higher in that sense. Yeah, but yeah, I myself have to go on my own, and uh, I I strange happened that uh, I went a long way from the first departed I saw and understood nothing and looked and went into it now and now I give it five point stars. Wow, what yeah, what what really? What what changed it? How how come you came to appreciate it more after the initial viewing of it? Because did, where did you did you enjoy Martin Sorcess when you first saw it? Did you have the same opinion that it's a special filmmaker for you? Which, which Martin? Martin Martin Sorcess in general. In general, his f- first time I saw Martin Sorcess. Well, like you you said that you first saw Departed, but it didn't really you didn't understand it, and it didn't like. Well, were you a Martin Sorcess fan when you then, first saw it? Yeah. Yeah, I was because I'm, I, I for me, Kate Fear is the theme. So okay, so after you saw Gay Fear, Martin Sorcess became like yeah, I understood what he is. Mm, yeah. Really, I, it flashed to me like a bli- lightning from the sky. Yeah, well, it's well, underrated film, underestimated, completely <laughs> underestimated film because it's one of the best. Yeah, we we should yeah. really do a podcast about that one day. But well, do you promise? I promise. Okay. I'm, <laughs> um, um, but um, but so how did how did it happen? The continue like um, ah the departed. Yeah, how how did it happen? Like how how did you start to appreciate? Yeah, so it it's a, because it's a complicated story. Mm. So I had to uh, develop myself into it and so on. And so I've been very busy seeing kind many films and mm. and is. Uh, Strangely, this Villeneuve, <laughs> Villeneuve's uh, Sicario, yeah, yeah, contributed to this very much. Wow. Yeah, it's come up from three stars. It's coming up and up to Sicario and giving more and more. <laughs> and I'm understanding Emily Blunt. I was really hating her. I'm sorry that I went into Sicario in the middle of this, but but <laughs> I I apologize now hating Emily Blunt in wow. this that horrible woman. What is she doing that nobody can win drugs by being such a nice person and lawful, but with law you cannot win them. You have to be criminal. You understand how I got into this uh, internal affairs and departed through Sicario. You know, it's you understand yeah. that you can't win the such horrible mafia people by law. You have to be extra illegal something, infiltrations and things. And Emily Blunt was the pure-hearted and spoiling all the things in Sicario. But now I understand that that's the her point. <laughs> So I like yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, okay. uh, 
so so understand more about this criminalities world when you live in it because I haven't been living in it I had to see it first many times in, in different films so here we have the way to win them this infil- infiltration mm. yeah in both ways and the dirty business behind them very extreme violence yeah yeah so, and what comes from to the end, what comes in the end, of course, uh, nothing good can come from any of it, but, mm. but it's understandable more. And so, through Sicario, I came into this. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, and Scorsese himself. Yeah. And I've been looking at, I haven't seen all his films. Yet. Have it you seen not. a bad movie from him ever? No. I, movie that it, you don't like? No. No, really not. And uh, <clears throat> and I'm happy that I haven't seen all his films because I have so much pleasure in front of me. But, yeah. Yeah. So, but um, no, the mean streets and the, all this, and the old Scarface and the Caesar and so on. I also interested in it. Not only Scorsese is interested. I'm interested. Mm. Okay. So all this, so, when people are born on those conditions, what, where do they go? To good or bad? And here, I think this is the story here we have in the infernal Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a very and how tricky, to be, tricky yeah. moral question. It's very uh, uh, stressing situation. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's very thrilling. Mm. And um, it's like a puzzle to make a movie, I think. Like Scorsese has made the taxi driver. So it's like a puzzle. How to form it? How to yeah. make the scenes? How mm. to give the emotions? Why does the person do this and that? Yeah, and how to include different characters and how to let them go through the overall story and how everybody contributes and how how the characters develop or don't develop and mm. an ending is of course the hardest and this Corsese has a lot of uh, personal back back uh, let's see, let's see, what you call it backfires like yeah. <clears throat> he's uh, not succeed in some things and his personal life and so on mm. and so but when you see him in the interviews, he's always laughing. It's wonderful. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. A very clever person. So, so how many points did you give in the end to this Five. Part? To the departed is five. It nailed it to me. Wow. And the Infernal Affairs, it's, even if I like it equally, I gave it four. Because mm. when I got into it uh, cold, you know, just cold, knowing nothing beforehand. Mm-hmm. The first half an hour was uh, really, they call it like a hero to me, but for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so it, I didn't understand anything. So yeah. I had a lot of, um, I didn't give up and I had a wonderful experience. So something was not really clicking perfect in mm. Mm. But it's a diff- I, of course, a difficult subject, but uh, no excuse. So how many? Four. Four, okay. 
Oh, that's nice. It it's kind of reflects somewhat my own points also. Like I I want to say that um what I also found interesting for me is that I had this question that that indeed the the Chinese one felt more complicated a more weird and more kind of you know out of place and the, the, all the, the, the style choices and the toning and all this it, it felt like like a mix of so many different things and not not so coherent uh, uh, results end result and that is, is it is it because that like because it felt to me complicated and weird and kind of complex and more harder to really get into it like i was i was kind of even though i i seen this the story in the part and then i was looking at the inferno's i wasn't sure if this is the same story or not and i was kind of not sure how exactly the characters relations work and do they actually know who they each other is and is it a mystery? And I wasn't really sure of the setup of the whole um, drama and everything. And I was feeling like, is it because I'm a Western uh, person from Europe and The Departed is more designed and more, you know, it's made for a more Western audience and then Infernal Affairs is a Chinese audience and it's, it speaks to more the Chinese eyes and Chinese like mind and how they and for them it's very like normal and like okay this is this is how we see like like for example like Bollywood movies in India it's very much for those people you know and they are, that culture and yeah. for us it might be very strange and like extravagant and like what the hell is this you know so is is our like preference and how we see the departed and the, the infernal affairs is it really just kind of because of our Western cultural you know, yeah, perspective probably. to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably it is. So it's in that sense, it's very hard to kind of speak out about the infernal affair. You know, like really understand it fully yeah. in in yeah, that yeah. terms. And so naturally, we kind of tend to to go to the departed and kind of like, okay, this is what we understand, and this is like our, you know, this is, yeah. Also, also the moral dilemmas and moral. Uh, um, um, plot devices that they work in Departed it, it might be like more familiar to us than in Chinese where for example I was totally confused about this romance and also in the, towards the end all this like the, I feel like in, in the Chinese one there is more about loyalty and pride and you know uh, what is the other word the the the, the Honor. There's a lot of honor in that movie. Like, like honor is feels like for the Infernal Affairs, it, for the characters, honor feels like very uh, important and very like central element to how they feel and how they co- how they uh, go through like what they decide and how the action is kind of based. And I I don't feel like in Departed it's more so much as honor as its morality or. Um, are, yeah, maybe because Martin Sources makes it into a moral story usually. Uh, so th- there's this this kind of difference in it, like the the slight change of the central element of team, of 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 conflict in in in, in the character that changes. And and I think I could I can just assume I don't really know exactly, but I feel like maybe this honor element is more 
you know, familiar for the Chinese one, and it's more like central for their culture and mm-hmm. how they see it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, that's that's for me is very interesting uh, aspect of it. So I don't know really like. But you have to give the points from your point of view anyway. So yeah, if of you are course, not of course. Asian, and that's, uh, yeah, that's why I I feel more towards the departed that I feel I I gave uh, I I would give the departed like uh, nine out of ten. It's it's a masterpiece like many of other sources movies. I I really like it. I I feel like everything works so so perfect in it and. I you can you can see it over and over again and it's very effective movie like few more like I remember when I saw it and I was really like blown away of the whole story and everything it's just a brilliant story I love this story it's such a cinematic such a classic you know this is what cinema was made for for these kind of stories mm-hmm. that's how I feel like like when 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 cinema was developing and it's such a such a simple, crazy conflict that it's very hard to believe, like, why nobody came up with it before this, you know, like, before in- Infernal Affairs did it. And that's why I feel like it's also a little bit, you know, unfair also that that Martin Sorces, because, I, like I said in the beginning, Martin Sorces had something to work with, something to begin with already, like a movie, and... Infernal Affairs has to have give the the honor or the, the credit the credit for coming up with this story. Like this this absolutely crazy fantastic plot comes from China, and they were crazy enough to go like let's use this cinematic medium and this format in a very crazy way and come up with this crazy. Uh, idea of a story. Uh, I think that they, they, it worked perfectly. I yeah. think that Hong Kong is uh, was that time. It was made in Hong Kong. Ah, yeah. It's a little bit different than yeah, China sorry, itself, yeah, even exactly. if it's China. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm so sorry give, if I make a mistake there. No, we have to give credit just for the Hong Kong in the film industry. So. Yeah, it's total. It's it's Hong Kong film, so it's it's it's. I don't really understand how how it works there specifically, like in practical, like Hong Kong and China, and how they differ. But indeed, this is a Hong Kong movie. And by the way, by uh, about this confusion, um, a funny detail was like when they when they uh, spoke in the in the Oscars, in the Academy Awards about Departed because I think he it got like some Oscars. Did it? I think oh. so, yeah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it got four Oscars. So uh-huh. when, when they... Um, I think it was one of... Maybe it, was it the producer or somebody when they received an Oscar or something and they, they gave, uh, you know, credit to all the people and you know all the things and then they mentioned the original movie they said that it was Japanese oh. in the Oscars imagine oh. on stage oh. they their the, the, the oh. original credit you know the, to the source material that got oh. it, they totally mixed it up with the completely yeah, different something else so that's that's uh, that was really but funny. it's a mistake things happen yeah, yeah, things happen. So also, I, I, 
can be wrong. I I don't know exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about China, Hong Kong. So I'm sorry about that. So yeah. So anyway, I I give it like I give the original, even though of some plots like soundtrack is really. From, I, I didn't like the soundtrack and I thought it was very confusing choices and everything and it was like out of place here and there and stuff didn't work out exactly like perfectly still it's like 8 out of 10 movies really there is really thrilling moments and very um, captivating storytelling and the plot mm. and, and I give so much credit for the plot that it's just brilliant screenwriting I think it's very good uh, so yeah, that's my. I think story. Andy Lau and Tony Leung were the ones who made it great. Yeah, everybody. I think the whole the mm. cinematography and the not only director. they brought the script to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, everybody. I know, and the screenwriter himself, like who came up with the story. Mm. It's very, very, very cool movies to see. Mm. And I and I really like I said earlier I, I recommend anybody to 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 watch both for out of interest if you can find them and then um, you will get those little slight changes in them that it's not completely the same in the end. It's very funny to see them mm. both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's so far uh, our time limit that we had enough to talk about this. Like, I, we, we would have so much to talk about Martin Sources alone. Like, Anthony Leung, Anthony Leung, and, and all of these Yeah, and so, so on. So there's there's so much to talk about these things, but <laughs> this is now related to these two movies and mm. and, and how they connect. I hope that it got clear with this uh, Boston business in the <laughs> Departed, because you were fighting so much against it. No, I, I, I don't want to and fight And I'm insisting you. on it. No, no, I don't fight anything. I don't fight it. Please, don't don't think that I have been fighting against you in any way. I, I'm, I'm completely so insane. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. It, <laughs> the Departed also has a very thrilling end. Yeah, you yeah. Never, I guess you never know what's going to happen, yeah, and yeah. then it happens. Uh, just, whew. yeah. Both of them, both of them has. Yeah, very... you are exhausted in the end. Like, what did I see? Yeah, yeah. But I, and I and I love those those heist moments, you know, when the police are trying to get the mob boss, and I I love I love the moment when the the two main characters have the phone call with each other. They actually like speak to each other yeah. at one moment through the phone, but they don't know who they are, and they're like trying to get each other out somehow yeah. to, to find out who they are. And it's just a simple, so simple, so exciting. Yeah, but uh, so exciting in the same time. It's really amazing. They are really great movies. So yeah, go. Anybody interested, go and see these movies if mm. you haven't already. Yeah. We recommend it very much, and yeah. uh, thank you for this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had patience to hear our rambles about these wonderful films. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, and we we'll see you next time. Mm.
We'll see you next time. Thanks. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. PC Movie Club was hosted and produced by me, Aaron Belts, together with my mother Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content about our podcast. Like, for example, a detailed timeline discussed in its episodes and a summarized list for other movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast done by either me or my mother. The music used in the opening theme and now in the background was done by Javier Suarez, who offers original music to be used in all kind of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license. Find out more at his website betterwithmusic.com. Also, it would be super awesome if you would take some time to rate us on iTunes. And thanks again for listening. <laughs>